SAFM. Prime time all day long. 17 after 7. Good morning. We're just a few hours to go now, now until the finance minister, Inokorangwana, announces his budget in parliament. Confirmation yesterday, our unemployment rate edging up again. Maybe the most important number from Statistics South Africa is that 59.4, pretty much 60% of our young people can't find work. And if you drive around almost anywhere, you'll see people who are literally asking sometimes, I mean, heartbreaking, begging for a job to get some kind of income. Crystal Duncan-Williams is the project lead at Youth Capital. They campaign to help young people into work to try and create a, a situation in which more young people are working. Crystal, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. We've seen number after number, more and more evidence showing that our youth unemployment is rising. Why mm. is the figure so high? I mean, there are various mm. things. Obviously, education's a problem. A slowing mm. economy is the problem. But the youth mm. unemployment is so much higher than sort of the rest mm. of, the, of the population. So there's a number of factors. And I think part of the problem with the youth unemployment crisis and why it's continued to be a crisis for almost two decades now, is I think we've we've always tried to oversimplify it. As you say, education always comes up top. It's a skills mismatch. We just need to educate young people better, uh, and then we'll somehow solve the crisis. And and that's just not true. Young people face a number of barriers. You know, uh, Harvard came out with the Growth Lab, um, came out with a paper last year that said that, you know, corruption and spatial inequality are the two biggest factors in uh, our economy not growing. And obviously, spatial inequality as an result as a result of apartheid, but was it? what does that really mean for young people? It means quite literally that young people cannot afford to even get to a place where jobs are, to look for work, never mind get to that job every single day. Um, and so these are the realities of young people. Our latest report shows that 18, 10 young people have to choose between looking for work or putting food on the table. Mm. And, and so you have all of these layered issues that young people face. You know, they're disconnected physically from opportunities, but they're also disconnected from networks that let them into these opportunities and then you add into that all of the macroeconomic factors you know an economy that's growing at a really slow rate Um, some of the numbers we've crunched say we need an economy that's going to grow at at least six percent gdp growth of at least six percent and we're nowhere near that Um, and then on top of that obviously we have uh, businesses that are weary to hire young people. We see in the last 10 years, again, from from um, crunching the numbers from stats, they say that even when jobs were created, those jobs went mm-hmm. to older counterparts, those older than 35. So, you know, there's a real uh, layered complexity to the issue. And, and we need to acknowledge those complexities if we really want to tackle this mm-hmm. crisis. So then tackling it would require, I mean, so many interventions. I don't mm-hmm. really see anyone sort of discussing Mm. interventions of the complexity that you're talking about. Mm. And that's part of the problem, Stephen. And, and, and in the lead up to elections at Youth Capital, we're, we're going to be campaigning and focusing on that complexity because often what we'll find is political parties, the governing party, the ANC and, and everybody else in their manifestos, you know, will say, oh, we're going to create so many jobs. How? You know, what is practically what does that look like? Because many targets have been set over the years and none of them have actually been met. Um, and so I think exactly to your point any kind of ruling party or any kind of plan that is proposed with regards to tackling youth unemployment has to look at that. It has to involve some kind of way to overcome the cost of job seeking. It has to overcome a skills mismatch. It has to overcome the fact that small businesses where 
at Youth Capital, we believe there's a real space for job creation. Small businesses are just not supported by the government to, you know, access tax incentives um, in the way that bigger firms are that would allow them to hire more young people. And so, um, you know, you really have to look at it on the supply side and the demand side if you want to come up with a plan that will really make a dent in, in the nine million young people who are not in employment education or training. We're expecting the budget later. I mean, is there anything the finance minister or government can do there to try and improve the situation? So we've been campaigning for the continued funding of the presidential employment stimulus with a particular focus on the Basic Education Employment Initiative, the Social Employment Fund and the National Youth Service, where, you know, young people were the majority of participants. And so that's our primary concern. We've got almost 23,000 signatures um, on our petition calling for continued long term funding for that program. And so that's a step in the right direction, giving people, giving young people a first work experience. But I think over and above that, we're really interested to see what's happening with the infrastructure project. You know, public transport, if we could fix that, we'd help um, with the cost of, of, of job seeking. Transport accounts for half of, you know, 700 rand a month young people are spending on transport just to look for work. So I think infrastructure challenges. And then, you know, what are we doing at a macroeconomic level to allow the economy to grow at a rate that it hasn't been in recent times? Crystal Duncan-Williams, thank you from Youth Capital. Appreciate the time.